Welcome to Anarchists and Androids. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by my co-host, Parenthesis I. Ah, hello, everyone. So, um, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, but I think we're going to try to focus them in on individual episodes. There's a, there's a couple new Star Wars out. We have uh, the new Andor, which I'm really excited to talk about, and I'm not going to talk about it as much today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, try to practice restraint, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, yeah. there's, the, the, well, I will say this is the, the, the episode where anarchism gets the name drop finally in Star Wars, which was exciting for me. So we're going to spend some time talking about that. Yeah, they said the A word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the other one is called, was it Tales from the Jedi? Oh, oh Tales oh, of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi, which is an animated series. There's like six 15-minute episodes, I believe. Yep, and three of them are about Count Dooku and the other three of Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, so they dropped on Disney+. Plus, and we'll probably try to focus some more specific time on going over those as well. Because there's some really interesting stuff in there, especially like politically with senators and stuff. And I, yeah. there's a lot of stuff I had to say after watching both Tales of the Jedi and the new episode of Andor when it comes to the senators and the politics, things that I have. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we also saw something else this week. Oh, yeah. Black Adam, the new DC movie. I, DC's still making movies. <laughs> DC's doing it. It's been so yeah. I'm going I'm to put this out there. Big comic nerd. I really like my comic book movies. Get excited for them. And DC has been, I've not been thrilled with a lot of the stuff they've been putting out. But I liked Black Adam. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and I liked it too. I was surprised. And and, and I even like forgot that it, it was even coming out until I think you reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing is I was especially excited for this because of it's it's a weird world we live in because you know, growing up and being like into these like nerdy things like comic books and like these geek culture stuff like comics and, and Star Wars in the 80s, like sci-fi stuff, it was not as popular as it is in this day and age. And it definitely wasn't getting the big bucks it was getting in this day and age. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that Black Adam, I want I'd like to start off by talking a little bit about some of the history of Black Adam in the comics and where Black Adam comes from to begin with. Um, because that's kind of why I was excited about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, did it come from, like, the, the Justice Society of America, JSA? Like, is that where Black Adam, the character in the comics, came from? So, originally, if you go back to, like, the 40s, there was the Captain Marvel comics, the Marvel family, the Shazam, who... Uh, oh, and Captain Marvel wasn't Marvel. <laughs> yes, Captain Marvel was, was it? Uh, it was Fawcett Comics, I believe, is who was putting them out. Oh, and then DC bought them out later on. Yeah. Yep. So in the seventies, that they start putting out stuff with some of the Fawcett characters, like uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam, and stuff like that. Now, back in the day, there, there's been a lot of different because of the rights of characters, things change, whatnot, whatnot, and, and, and there's a whole long story about the rights of Captain Marvel and the things that spun off later when you start getting into Miracle Man, but we're not going there today. <laughs> <laughs> Black Adam was originally kind of a one-shot supervillain for Captain Marvel in the 40s, and he didn't really appear much after that. He was essentially... The uh, the first Captain Marvel, the first 
Shazam. Billy Batson would say Shazam, and he turned into the powerful superhero Captain Marvel. Oh. Was the whole idea of the comic, right? Yeah, because I yeah, because I was thinking like there's definitely a lot of Shazam kind of overlap in the movie. Yes. So yeah. in the comic, the idea was that he was kind of the first, kind of the, the first oh, one that came along, and he became a bad guy for Captain Marvel to fight. Now, fast forward. At some point in time in the 90s, there were a lot of Justice Society reboot comics. Uh, they, they tried to reboot it uh, on multiple occasions in the very early 90s. They did a little bit in the 70s as well. And yeah. I was really into those comics for that time. Oh, uh, yeah, so was I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those JSA comics yeah. that were coming out in the early 90s were super cool. They were bringing back all these golden age characters. And then they started doing modern versions of them as well. So sometime in the late 90s, they rebooted and did the JSA. Like sometime after they did that, uh, was it called Zero Hour Comics, where they reboot the DC Universe all over again? Yeah, both DC and Marvel like repeatedly re would reboot everything. Yeah, and yeah, after that last reboot with Zero Hour, I was... Uh, I was disappointed with most of DC, but I was continuing to read JSA comics because it had its own line, its own like team comic. And then there were a bunch of individual comics of like new versions of some of those Justice Society characters. Yeah. Uh, Justice Society was the first like comic book superhero team. Yeah. And it was like Justice League or Avengers, where it was like an all-star superhero team where like Sandman and Dr. Fate and Adam Smasher, Wildcat, and all these people were on in the 40s. They kind of faded out in the 50s where they went over to Westerns. So in the 90s, when they rebooted, they started doing deep cuts and bringing back some of those old villains from the 50s. And probably 99 or so, the early 2000s, they came out with a whole storyline highlighting Black Adam and reviving this old dead character. I think they did some other stuff with him in the Shazam comics in the other parts of the 90s. But a lot of this stuff that the movie was based on, I would consider it modern or new, but that then my modern or new current, that was 20 years ago now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I get the feeling that maybe like Alan Moore had the Watchmen modeled after the JSA too. Oh yeah, the the Watchmen was probably modeled a lot after the Justice Society. The Justice Society was the OG forty superhero comic that's been almost parodied a million times to this point. And there's a lot of interesting characters in the Justice Society, like Our Man. And his original thing was he took a pill for an hour of power. Oh well, it's like a five-hour energy thing. Yeah, well, it's like it's like like this guy's this guy's power is amphetamines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, it's like wait a minute, this guy's just just into drugs. Yeah, <laughs> makes him super. And a lot of kids were like got into the idea of taking amphetamines by reading. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that they later on started changing that, like how he got his hour of power. Because they brought in like uh, like like our man's son in the the Star Girl series for the CW, and he doesn't take the pill. There's like a little hourglass power thing to it. I think they did that in the comics too at some point in time. Uh, at oh, some point he's time, not like, injecting or snorting stuff. <laughs> I would rather him snort the snort the snort the hour of power. It would be an interesting yeah. comic, and then do it. How grim dark it is. Yeah. <laughs> How grim dark it is. I'm snorting coke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like yeah there's some villain and stuff that's like trashing the city and he's like quickly i need a credit card and a dollar bill <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like that superhero that would be a very interesting comic book. 
Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know how they do with this Peter Parker's personal life? You can have some real serious messed up personal life issues there. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, aside from our man's hour of power, <laughs> I was excited. Justice Society of America was the original comics. And the first thing I noticed is that they were calling them the Justice Society. And I think it's important to note that it's kind of like there was the Justice League of America, the Justice Society of America, because some of those early comics were very American centric, bordering on not great stuff going on in them sometimes. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty bad. And what I thought was interesting about the movie and everybody, I'm going to give spoilers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Was that it was almost kind of addressed in a way when the Justice Society is in the the movie, and they come to this country where they've never really been involved to confront Black Adam, and it's kind of seen as the Western imperialists in a sense. Oh, again, yeah, they perceive yeah the Justice Society as being like enforcing the global imperialist order. Yeah, some uh, kind of. Corporation is like running this country, but they imply that before that it was different other countries that were running it, and they've never really been an independent nation. Mm-hmm. And I get the impression too that this fictional country kind of exists where like modern day Tunisia is right now. Well, the, the history in the comics with the country is that orig- the original origin was that Black Adam and everybody were coming from ancient Egypt. And then in the 90s or the or the 2000, probably early 2000s, they kind of rewrote the story to create a fictional country kind of in lieu of Egypt that they were using, which is probably a better route to go because some of it might have been pretty questionable if you try to read it now in, in, the, in the light of the past. Like, ooh, cringe if you catch my drift. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because like, they played an, an uh, trailer for the Wakanda Forever before the movie. Yes. And then... Uh, and I get the impression, yeah, that would be like where modern day Congo is mm-hmm. or Democratic Republic of Congo. So, yeah. but they're both like countries in Africa that are fictional yes. <laughs> in these movies. Yeah. And that's not too unheard of. Like the fictional country, Dr. Doom comes from a fictional country. Submariner comes from a fictional country. The Black Panther definitely did back in the day when he first popped up. Now, Black Adam didn't originally, but eventually did come from a fictional country. They <laughs> yeah. So that and that's probably been canon for about the last 20 years, I'd say. Yeah. And there was a whole storyline done in the Justice Society comics around that uh, in him. I believe that was when Jeff Johns was writing, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. The names <laughs> of the authors, writers. But yeah. The, so. I liked what they did in the movie because it does like we're, again, like I brought up the Justice Society of America is who they originally were. So we're getting a slightly different look here and a slightly different take on one of these old villains. And I think that's good because, you know, we're in an era where people read an X-Men comic and think, hey, I think Magneto was a hero. <laughs> I think maybe <laughs> some of these things we wrote in here were questionable on who we see as bad and why we see them as bad. Yeah, you can have hashtag Magneto did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so making the Black Adam film, I think, is an interesting place for DC to go right now, uh, especially, you know, contrasting with Marvel, who's doing like Captain America and things like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. I think that's worth pointing out and noting. They're They're focusing on villains, but when we get the villain, the villain's not 
a horrible bad guy that we've always seen the villains as in a lot of this cartoons and everything else in the past. Yeah. Oh, it, there's that word for it. Is it anti anti hero or something it's like anti, that? Yeah. They're, they're kind of turning Black Adam into more of an anti hero than yeah. originally he was portrayed very differently in his earlier appearances. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, was he bald before? No, he always had this like black haircut, kind of like an elf. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say too Namor Spock ish, but maybe a little close to somewhere in there. Yeah, <laughs> the original one. But I think that Rock pulled it. The Rock pulled it off well, looking bald and or with the bald hair. Um, yeah. I think that the the image that they gave for the Black Adam works, and I think it looks cool because it's just essentially the his costume originally was just Captain Marvel Shazam's costume, but it was instead of red, it was black. That was it. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of looked like that too in this one, like with the lightning bolt. Yes. And that's yes. why, like, because of the Shazam connection. And I guess, like, they have some of the same wizards that are in the Shazam movie or something. Well, there is the wizard Shazam. The The one yeah. wizard is Shazam was his name, I believe, originally in the comics. And that's whose name they're saying. And and he comes up that has the same, it looks like it's the same feller who played the wizard Shazam in the Captain, I'm sorry, the, the Shazam movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, where uh, Billy Batson becomes Shazam, and so Billy Batson becomes Shazam now, not Captain Marvel. I think with the tra- the inter- the the disputes legally with the names, I think that DC has given up using Captain Marvel, and they just use uh-huh. Shazam in its place. And oh uh, yeah, because you have Brie Larson now with all these Captain Marvel movies. <laughs> yes, so Marvel's kind of gotten a hold of the Captain Marvel name, and they're kind of the ones who are Captain Marvel now. I think that's kind of settled dispute yeah. at this point and dc gets shazam <laughs> yeah they also before the movie they played um, a trailer for the shazam 2 movie yes. so uh, yeah i wonder excited. if this is going to connect with that movie i don't know how much it'll connect i'm hoping at the end where you get one of those after credit scenes maybe where the rock shows up as black adam <laughs> oh yeah that yeah. would be cool to see we'll but we'll see um, I do like that there's some kind of interconnectedness. Like that's one thing I always liked about the comic books as a kid is they were like soap operas. They just dragged on from one to the other and you had to follow them <laughs> through. And it's kind yeah. of what they've brought into films now at this point. Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, the the kind of indefinite interconnected storyline. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that and that's what comics have been. Uh, now yeah. I think some of the things that were most interesting to me is uh, like there is definitely something being said in this story about those in power and people in power. It seems it may not be the most um, theoretically sound film when it comes to like radical left wing theory and stuff like that. But there's something interesting being said here because they do talk about invading colonial forces. It does touch on slavery. At the beginning, you know, you see, we'll say that you see Black Adam prior to being the superhero as a slave, essentially, you know, in this fictitious kingdom that was sort of modeled after ancient Egypt, in a sense. And then there's when you by the time you reach the end, like there's a lot of talk about about who's a hero and how much power you have and who's you know, destroying bad guys and when when it is you should kill or not kill in these types of conflict. And that's kind of a, a running thing. They often do that in superhero movies like, oh, well, you killed. So you're bad type thing. 
Oh, but like, Black Adam, he's killing people left and right. Yeah. All the <laughs> and, but if you kind of look at it the other way, like the imperialist forces that we're defending or whatever, okay with, like the U.S. empires and things like that are killing all the time and they're the heroes for it. So, <laughs> so this whole like, you killed your bad, I'm a little like, wait a minute, that's silly. <laughs> Yeah. And I realize yeah, every government in the Black Adam movie looks negative. It looks pretty mm-hmm. bad. You know? Like the ancient government was tyrannical and the modern day government is some corporate, you know, t- tyranny. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have the imperialist powers and you have Amanda Waller and her secretive, sketchy, powerful government operation. Like, yeah. Like her like her like superhero CIA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're all corrupt and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and- What's beautiful is how it was complete spoiler. You get to the very end of the movie and Black Adam has won. It's beat Cybok, uh, who's also who was also just one of those kind of one off. Uh, the final villain he has to fight is one of those kind of one off old 40s villains that wasn't really around a lot then, but then got later fleshed out in the, the later comics. So it was a good choice for a villain, I feel, in this. But he's offered the, the throne that the king once sat in, the, the power over the country. And then his response to this was to fly up in the air and fly down and shatter the throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very symbolic. It was satisfying, too. <laughs> yeah, it was very, I was very, it was like, you can take the throne. He sits down for a second, he flies up and smash. I'm like, yeah. I'm happy. (laughs) He destroyed the throne, the symbol of power and domination over the people. I really like that they did that. (laughs) Yeah, because he was such a powerful and revered guy that he easily could have become the head of state. Like, what's stopping him from doing that? Just ruling over everybody with the amount of power he has. Armies can't stop you. What are you going to do against that guy? (laughs) That's a frightening prospect. And they kind of bring that up at the end. There's a after credit scenes when Amanda Waller shows up uh, in the after credit scenes and and says, oh, you got to stay here. You're so powerful. And then Superman shows up and says, you know, I'm a a little afraid of you being on the throne (laughs) type of thing. Like, oh, Oh, no, it's something like uh, he said that no one on Earth can stop me. And then she's like, well, I can bring in people from outside of Earth. And that's when Superman shows up. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So there's this whole thing about power that's discussing it like black adam is extremely powerful i like that the, the support of justice society team we got we had hawkman adam smasher dr fate and cyclone i felt cyclone was kind of an afterthought to be honest it didn't do the greatest oh. there i i and Oh, it was such a... to some extent and i think yeah she was an afterthought it's weird they introduced her as like this cyclone she's beautiful she's intelligent she has these wonderful powers and she's there and we're not going to talk with her and do anything yeah they, <laughs> she, was, she was very and, and that's let's be honest like how many superhero movies and superhero comics has done that with women characters that's yeah. kind of a thing it's like all the big powerful guys and then oh there's a lady here over there in the back somewhere you can also be a fan of I know some of the inherent misogyny to the genre that has yeah. been there for a long time. Some of the things that some folks have been like, hey, we need to probably look at this, you know. Yeah. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. That is a oh. no one's not denying that wasn't an issue in comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the countless movies, too, would be like that. As oh, well. yeah. Oh, yeah. Films then- do that all the time. 
it, for was it Doctor Fate? It was played by Pierce Brosnan, mm-hmm. uh, who played James Bond, and it reminded me in the Doom Patrol TV series that had uh, Timothy Dalton, who also yes. played James Bond. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think that worked well. And and in this, he's talking about how he's over a he's been Doctor Fate for like like he's like a, over a hundred years old or something like that, and the yeah. helmet has preserved him. He kind of alludes to there being an original '40s Justice Society and. And World War One and stuff like was it World War One he was referencing? Oh yeah, like a memory of like being a little boy and watching the planes go out to war for World War One. Yeah, so we get this like we get this painting of 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 the past with the Justice Society. I I would love to see some Justice Society movies and some and a Hawkman movie after this. (laughs) Yeah, 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 and then they can actually have that 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 Cyclone is that her name? Yes. Yeah, they can actually like flesh out who that person is <laughs> yeah because yeah. we didn't get much we got uh, and with adam smasher was there was always there was an adam that he was an older jsa character there's a whole long story of the evolution of that character and people taking up that role in the comics as well but when you see the original adam smasher from the jsa is our old friend henry winkler the fonz <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah okay I, I recognize him from somewhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like hey the fonz is adam smasher <laughs> yeah <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh at that. I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> Picturing him back when he was young with his leather jacket and his white t-shirt. Yeah. And then the Adam Smasher in the movie was kind of like clumsy and awkward and knocking stuff over. And I think he knocked out Hawkman accidentally. And so... <laughs> he was very unprepared to be this great superhero, but very, I'd say in a sense, like there was, it was almost intentional of like the Western presence in a lot of places. He just kind of bumbled around and accidentally destroys things and knocks them over because of his huge size and not being able to control the power he has or as much. And and people are getting hurt because of his decisions and what he's doing. And he means no harm. I'm here for a good cause in his mind, you know, but you're doing some harm. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can say the same thing for the U.S. military being sent in special operations around the world. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It is very much it seemed very much a symbolic thing uh, there uh, that was going on with the character. Maybe I was reading a little bit into it, but that's what I kind of was pulling out of there with him bumbling around the bumbling American. And he smacks people in the air while he's moving his hand because he's so huge. He grows like. Like Ant-Man becomes giant man. He grows in that manner. It's kind of one of his big powers. You know, this towering, lumbering American smashing things. <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Fate made me think that maybe uh, the character Dr. Manhattan would be based after Dr. Fate. Possibly. Um, I, I, I think there's different elements of different characters in Dr. Manhattan as well over the years. You could pull them out of. Now, Dr. Fate... I. Fates had some weird, interesting evolutions in the comics. Like in the 90s, there became other Dr. Fates that looked very different, uh, very 90s-esque Dr. Fates. <laughs> oh, with, with Rob Liefeld dry, drawing it and stuff? Oh, pretty close. Not quite <laughs> yeah. that far, but close yeah. enough. <laughs> I think they get rid of the... I think that we get some kind of mullet type thing at some point in time and no oh. more mask and then like an onk on his face or something with a... With maybe a leather jacket, <laughs> one of the renditions. <laughs> they definitely veer away from the classic Doctor Fate that we just had in the comics for a minute there in the nineties. <laughs> but I guess a similarity with Doctor Manhattan and Doctor Fate is they both seem to have like 
godlike powers compared to everybody else. Yeah. And one one being the atomic like like the atomic age hero, uh, the other being the great magician. Fate and Doctor Strange have a lot in common as characters oh. in being those powerful magicians that fly around and use magic as their superpower. <laughs> the comics, they've always been kind of along the lines of each other in my mind. Yeah, these are all like powerful godlike doctors. Yes. <laughs> yes, Dr. Manhattan coming down. I think that and I do think you're 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 spot on in saying pulling out the point that like like uh the JSA having being a foundation for the Watchmen, like one character being the owl, and then you have uh like uh-huh. I, I've always I've always thought was it Night Owl is what he's called in Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. And then uh there I, I've always thought that perhaps Night Owl was supposed to be Dr. Midnight from the original JSA. I may be wrong. <laughs> I think Dr. Midnight may have had an owl. Oh, so JSA uh, had two doctors then. Oh, JSA had all kinds. You have Doctor's Fate, you have Doctor, you have Doctor uh Midnight, you have he had a few others, I want to say. You have the Sandman. Mm-hmm. Uh Johnny Thunders. You definitely can't discredit Johnny Thunders. He's one of the greatest. <laughs> You remember Johnny Thunders? He had the little thunderbolt. Oh yeah, and I think he said something like "Say you." I think was his magic word, kind of like 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 uh, Captain Marvel had Shazam. Oh wow! And he'd say it. I think it was "Say you." I think they may have changed it later on because in the nineties they again passed that torch down to another character. Was it? I think is. Uh, I can't. Uh, Joaquin Thunder. I think is who it was after that. In the nineties, I can't recall though. It's been a minute. <laughs> and say you would that be spelled like the union S E I U? You know what? I'm a, I need to Google it. Uh, let's see, Johnny Thunders S A Y Y O U. I think it's oh. like. Oh no, that's bringing me up the uh up the uh, up up Johnny Thunders the <laughs> the musician, not the comic characters. Oh, and then is the musician named after the comic character? <laughs> I believe that I believe he was. I believe that yeah. he was. It's I believe he was named after him, and uh, but I could be wrong. Say you was a C E I, and then hyphen U, just like a capital U. So it's. Sounds like say you s a y y o u, but it's c e i hyphen u was his magic word, and I think that uh, modern versions may have used different different magic words besides say you. <laughs> oh, and speaking of magic, I love in the beginning or oh, towards the beginning of the movie, uh, Black Adam, like they they referred to Black Adam as a uh, was it flying magic man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, it was enjoyable. It's it's not it's not an Academy Award winning thing. It's just a quick action flick. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I think like in the beginning of the, the film, like I kind of had to do like a mental switch to think, oh, this is not like deep and meaningful like uh, Andor is. This is yeah. like kind of a stupid action movie. And and once yeah. I was able to make that switch in my <laughs> expectations, I could enjoy it. And I'm gonna be honest, like I read a lot of those that era of JSA they were emulating. That's pretty much what the comics were. They weren't that deep. It was a yeah. lot of big fights and big, giant, <laughs> crazy-looking, cool-looking, colorful characters battling each other. And I like seeing those big, colorful characters battle each other like down the screen, you know? You, yeah. Get a big red and blue guy standing as tall as the building, grabbing people with his hands out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to see. <laughs> that's what the comic books had. And they seem to, in the movie, do a lot of, like, Black Adam, like, either throwing people or dropping people and then them dying that way. 
I mean, in a way, it also keeps it a little less gruesome than him. Because <laughs> you don't see the death. It's like, oh, well, we can assume that they're dead. They hit the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. yeah, it would be like a, a higher rating and stuff. Like if you see people getting splattered and stuff. Yeah, I think that <laughs> part of that is like, we don't, it's not, it, it, the, the gore we probably don't need everywhere. <laughs> the reality of the nightmare that would be going on here. <laughs> And then, like, the woman, mother slash sister, archaeologist, she was all these things. I forget her name, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she kind of reminded me of, like, the whole Laura Croft Tomb Raider kind of character. I can, I can <laughs> see that. I can see that. I don't re- I, I can't tell you if she was someone that existed or came from the comic books. To be totally honest, I don't recall. And a lot of those books has been since they came out, since I've read them. I don't remember a whole lot about them. I remember some overall large pot, plot points and stuff like that but it's been years since those things have come out <laughs> oh yeah is there anything else that we want to touch on with black adam before we wrap this up because we only got like a couple minutes left oh well i guess that would be like the end credit scene when you see with henry carroll playing superman when yes. he's he shows up. And so, of course, that begs the question, who would win in a fight, Superman versus Black Adam? Oh, 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 I hope we get to find this one out. <laughs> Will The Rock come back for a movie where Superman kicks his butt? Or is it going to have to be The Rock doing the SmackDown on Superman? <laughs> yeah. I will, I'll I mean, get to see that. And definitely there's a lot more fans out there for The Rock than there are for Henry Cavill. <laughs> I think so. I, he seems to be a pretty liked feller overall, more so than Henry Cavill, I feel. Oh, yeah. And people have you know, even said before that like The Rock or Dwayne Johnson should run for president, that like he would probably win, and that the Democratic Party should like have uh, Dwayne Johnson, you know, be their candidate because people like him a lot more than Joe Biden. Yeah, we're going to put we're going to put Black Adam in the White House. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want him to wear the suit. I want him to wear the suit. Like, suit. Yeah. Oh, instead of a suit and tie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wear, wear Black Adam outfit. <laughs> or just have him like go shirtless and stuff. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Shirtless president. <laughs> <laughs> He'll and you compare up. that to like feeble old man Joe Biden, you know? <laughs> yeah, he'll just get up on the debate stage with Joe Biden, take off his shirt and flex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you want to debate The Rock? Yeah. <laughs> just start flexing. I would I would watch that. I would watch that oh. debate. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This you know, because the, the the presidential debates are just like entertainment, basically, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's absurd. That yeah, be... and a performance, you know, for the cameras. Yeah, I think he could do it. I mean, we learned that with Kennedy, didn't we? What they said about televising Kennedy's uh, Kennedy's debates live yeah. swayed the populace to vote Kennedy. Pretty much won the election is what they say, right? Yeah. Have you heard that before? Oh, oh, definitely, yeah. And so, like, that's one way. If the Democrat is party is like afraid of like losing to Trump, you know, you just get Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, it, I mean. <laughs> Reality TV stars and 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 talk show hosts are yeah. are becoming our elected officials at this point. Well, I probably would prefer The Rock. <laughs> but I think it started like with Ronald Reagan. Did he play yeah. like an action hero for like the oh, movies yeah. in the fifties? Yeah. yeah, he was. He was. He was an actor in the fifties. Not only that, he was like the he- like at some point in time. I think he was like the head of the Actors Guild unions or something like that, and then. He got elected to California governor. So, like, yeah. 
I think that he was actually before his anti-union stuff may have been involved in the Actors Guild Union. Oh yeah, I think I remember in like you know he was very anti-communist as well. Yeah. But, oh yeah, he was the anti-communist. He doesn't like yeah. communists, anarchists, the Black Panthers, none of the good guys. He hated them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- then there would be a precedent. Then you know, like you know, with Ronald Reagan and of course Arnold Schwarzenegger, governor of California. So you could totally have yeah. Dwayne Johnson too. <laughs> Jane, Dwayne Johnson as the. Forty was the forty seventh president of the United States. Yeah, is the yeah. Rock gonna run in twenty twenty four? We need to stop. We're past time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. Where can they find you online? Parenthesis I. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm on Twitter. Not happy about it because it was just, <laughs> Elon Musk <laughs> taking over Twitter. But so on Twitter for parenthesis I, and the I is spelled E Y E. And then of course I have uh, a blogspot parenthesis I dot blogspot dot com. And you can find me here on our daily podcast, Wobblies and Wizards, wobbliesandwizards.com, via my blog and on Patreon, patreon.com dash slash Wobblies and Wizards. And how does it is it is it uh every everyone has their own oh everyone has their own personal rebellion 